live from the world between worlds. It's the Geek Show. Is that you, Master? Is Anakin? that you? Where are we? <laughs> oh, we've got all kinds of stuff for you, including the announcement about our October Saturday matinee on today's Geek Show. Oh, this is where I push the button. This is where you push Dang the button. Dang it, Tony. I got you. Thank you. Producing's hard. <laughs> He's Quad T. He says producing is hard, ladies and gentlemen. Quad T, too be. tall, Tony. If you suck at it, it can be. <laughs> hey, check me out uh, on the Twitters at Quad T Tony. Oh, I mean uh, X. Sorry, X. Mm -hmm. Rebecca Frost is here, and I love your hair today, by the way. Oh, thanks. I washed it. I like it. Thank well you. done. Good job, you. <laughs> I'm waiting for my hair compliment, Carrie. He is in the middle of introductions, Lee. He's going to get to you. <laughs> yeah, at you, you gross Rebecca on uh, Twitter. And Lee. <laughs> with, uh, with the hair compliment. I, with the hair, yeah. Carrie, <sighs> uh, I'm going to show people. I'm going to find I'm gonna find a picture of when you and I met and I had long, beautiful hair. Like Michael We Hutchins both had long, excess. beautiful hair. Yes. Oh, yes, we did. We did. We had it was long, glorious. luxurious locks. It was glorious. I was also thinking, well, I'm looking at it, I'm going to figure out how long I would have kept Tony employed as an engineer at the AM country station I managed. <laughs> Forever, because I work for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so did everybody there. Yeah. Just go down to the Douglas County Fairgrounds and tell them KRNR sent you. Douglas! Yeah. <laughs> if you grow out your locks, do you also look like Bill Frost? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yep. I was I was actually pretty when I had hair. And then my hair went and my looks went. It was interesting. Uh, are you implying that Bill Frost you is not pretty? Bill Frost is not no, pretty. No, Bill Frost is Bill Frost is a handsome man. I, I have I have stared I have stared for a long time into his eyes while he told me that my grammar sucked. I'll say so. <laughs> I'll say this. He looks better with the beard. I like the beard. He's rocking that it's beard. A good yeah. beard, yeah. yeah. Good beard. Well, and the only guy with hair. Anything like Bill Frost. The only guy with hair on his head still. He's Carrie Jackson. Mostly. Hey. I got most of it. More than Not me. Not all of it. <laughs> that's well, why the hat. That's why the hat is crucial. For, for <laughs> pushing fifty-six. You're doing pretty good with your hairline. Yeah. All right. Every, every uh, week I tell Carrie he's younger than he is. That's true, uh, and I appreciate it. Uh, you know who has fabulous hair? Aquaman. Indeed. Uh, we got a look at the Aquaman The Lost Kingdom. The trailer uh, appeared this week. And uh, yeah, look at that. Fabulous hair. Mm. He's a terrible he's, king if he keeps losing these things. And he's in the orange and green, which I liked. And the best part of that trailer is because all throughout the uh, Super Friends show, remember the cartoon, he would ride a giant seahorse, right? Tell yeah, me yeah. he rides a seahorse in this trailer. We got the giant seahorse yes. in the trailer. <laughs> wow. Yes. Which to me was the most exciting part of the trailer. I can I retire watched the now. I watched the trailer for this, and I thought it was just the first movie again. Hmm. Wow. It, it looks the same. They're both Could underwater. Be. They're both underwater. <laughs> Jason Momoa's there. <laughs> same thing. Uh, Patrick, <laughs> Patrick Wilson's been working out. He looked pretty good in it. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Uh, Lost I'm just Kingdom. glad that there's a new Wet and the Furious movie coming out. Wet and the <laughs> Furious. That's what the uh, first movie was, is Fast and the Furious. Big whales. <laughs> WAF? There's a new WAF movie? A new WAF movie. 
<laughs> it will make you laugh. Uh, let's see. Uh, James Wan uh, last April said uh, what to expect. This movie has something to talk about uh, climate change, but it's still a fun action fantasy movie. Oh, boy, a heavy-handed, woke DC movie. Anyone that's familiar with the Aquaman character knows that for the last 30 years in the comics and everything, that's been his thing, you know? Exactly. Then how come, then how come, to riddle me this, how come in Zack Snyder's The Justice League, he drinks from that big bottle of whiskey and then tosses it into the sea? His fish friends will take care of it. Obviously. All of the heroes in the Zack Snyder Justice League movie are from an alternate universe where no one cares about anything but looking cool. (laughs) You know, it's like it's like if those summoning his friend the octopus then gets the whiskey (laughs) bottle and throws it in the proper recycle bin. If Zack Snyder were to make a role playing game, one of the stats would be for brooding. And it would yeah. just be like, got you know. him! Oh my gosh, you got him! Got him! I got it. Well, he's listening. You guys, you guys been keeping up on Harley Quinn? They made a great Snyderverse joke a couple I'm episodes. Behind. Better than Barbies? Oh, uh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> Aquaman summoning a school of jellyfish. Oh my God, Carrie, you sound just like the guy to take care of his litter in the ocean. It's Meanwhile, Ted Knight, by the way, back at the was, Hall of Ted Justice. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, uh, let's see. Meanwhile, in the Pet Cemetery, we got another trailer this week. Ugh. This I don't is a be buried there. This the... you want to be buried in the Pet Cemetery? I said I don't want to be buried oh, in a, a Pet Ramon Cemetery. Song. Yeah, oh. I don't want to live my life again. Yeah, a fine little Ramon song. That's actually one of their longest songs. It's like it's almost like two, and a half two minutes. minutes. It's almost three minutes. It's you know. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this is Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, which is a prequel to Pet Cemetery. Oh, uh, we'll find out when that Mech Mac Burial Ground came in, Judd. Yes, it's Judd Crandall. It's it's young Judd Crandall. Sometimes dead is better. David uh, Duchovny. Uh, it's not David Duchovny. It's another guy. Oh, uh, David Duchovny is in the movie, but uh, uh, yeah. when to go? This thing looks actually. Go watch the trailer. I it looked kind of interesting to me. Hey, the first Pet Cemetery movie was scary as hell. I it's still I, scary as hell. I won't watch it. Babies. Um, yeah, I watched it once in, in my youth, and I won't watch it again. Um, yeah. I haven't, but I haven't seen the new one. I do want to see the new one. Uh, I'll bet that came it's out in like 2019. I'll bet it's out there for free somewhere. If you're I married to a person named Rachel, don't make spinal meningitis jokes in that sister's voice. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's <laughs> very specific. Uh, well, 19, it's, it takes place in 1969. <laughs> a young Judd Crandall nice. has dreams of leaving his hometown. It took you a long time to get there, by the sorry, way. Sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> hometown of Ludlow, Maine, uh, behind, but soon discovers sinister secrets buried within and is forced to confront a dark family history that will forever keep him connected to Ludlow. Banding together, Judd and his childhood friends must fight an ancient evil that has gripped Ludlow since its founding and once unearthed has the power to destroy everything in its path. A is group Ed Gwynn going to play him again? What's that? Is Ed Gwynn still playing him? No, it's uh, somebody named Jackson White. Wow. <laughs> uh, anyway. I love it. How do you know when it's a Stephen King story? When a group of young kids take on the the powers of darkness and somehow <laughs> prevail. <laughs> uh, some of the other people in this movie, a little Henry Thomas from E.T. is going to show up. And, uh, of course, David Duchovny. And Pam Greer is in this as well. Uh, so that's uh, October 6th on Paramount+. Plus. 
So the uh, the 2019 one is only available to rent for like three dollars. <laughs> wow, three you bucks. You really have to yeah. want to see joke. it. I think. I Jokes have, on them. I have means. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Yar. Another trailer that looked interesting this week. Oh, yeah. um, the fall of the House of Usher. Mike Flanagan Hive rise up. Brum, brum, exactly. brum. I, I watched this trailer five <laughs> times. Did you? Oh, cool. Well, yeah, it looks so uh, good. My my like in top five favorite actress of all time is in this movie in this Who? show. Carla Gugino, man. Oh, she's my girlfriend. Amazing. Yes. Oh. She's yeah. in all. She's in all. Our, of these. our girlfriend, Carrie. We agreed. Oh, that's true. We're sharing her. <laughs> Does she know? No, She'll she's, get she's, the memo. <laughs> she'll be like, "Oh, those losers." Well, but let me talk to my judge it's a, again. It's a hell of a cast. Bruce Greenwood, uh, our girlfriend. Then uh, Mary McDonald is in it. Carl Lumley, Mark Hamill, uh, Michael uh, Truco, uh, Henry Thomas is also there. Uh, Whole bunch. What, yeah, it's it's the usual suspects that. And guess what, Mark Hamill's gang. And Mark Hamill's not playing Mark Hamill. Like no, it took me. It took here. me two views to realize that the really, really kind of soft-spoken detective guy was Mark Hamill. No, hmm. it looked to me like it was Succession, but but standing That's next to an Edgar Allan Poe novel, as it should have I been. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it says this uh, in this wicked series based on the works of Edgar Allan Poe. <clears throat> Ruthless siblings Roderick and Madeline Usher have built a, for a Fortunato Pharmaceuticals. Oh, they're pharmaceutical people. Into an empire of wealth, privilege, and power, but past secrets come to light. When the heirs to the Usher dynasty start dying at the hands of a mysterious woman from their youth. So excited. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, there'll, there'll be a raven, there will be, you know. <laughs> All the, this show has everything. It's, oh, yeah. Raven, it's gonna be... Carla Gugino, <laughs> ominous, <laughs> ominous grandfather clock, exactly. Edgar Allan Poe, all that Edgar Allan Poe stuff. A pendulum mask. in a basement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so hey, Mask of the Red Death Coley. is amazing. This, this is this is lifted right out of Mask of the Red Death. It's not part of House of the Fall of the House of Usher in the book, but it is another Edgar Allan Poe trope. So it, uh, I'm, it, I'm excited it for great. it. It looks yeah. great. Uh, so this is October 12th on Netflix. Yes. Uh, it'll be a series. All right. Um, before we get to the rest of the news, some housekeeping. Uh, uh -oh. First, Yeah, sorry about that. I got to pick that up. Get the uh, broom. <laughs> first of all, this coming Saturday, next week, is Fan X Comic Convention in Salt Lake City at the Salt Palace Convention Center. And we will be there to do Geek Show Live at uh, 5 p.m. on Saturday. Yeah. We're on the second floor in room 255B. Uh, I'm telling you this now because it's hard to find on the app and website. <laughs> five... It's the back end of the Salt Palace. Yeah. Fanex, uh, 5 p.m., floor two, second floor, 255B, as in B. All right. Kind of by okay. the bathrooms. Yeah. Oh, that's handy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so join us there. Five o'clock. We'll we'll do a we'll play some games and give away some stuff probably. Uh, and then on the fourteenth of October, it's our Saturday matinee, and uh, very excited because uh, we all got on our Discord channel and voted. Monster Squad is going to be the I did, movie. A Shane Black uh, movie. I did not know this was a Shane Black oh, movie. He, he's a he's a writer on it. It's it's a Fred Decker movie. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I, I voted for the made-for-TV animated movie, The Halloween Tree, but you guys wanted this <laughs> Ooh, We should have done, you know what we should have done? Hubie Halloween. <laughs> mm -hmm. I actually bought 
the Halloween tree on DVD last week because I was so excited when I found out you could. <laughs> I, I really enjoy Fred Decker and Shane Black, though. They're, they're collaborators. They actually have a company now called Black and Decker Productions. <laughs> I like that joke, Lee. That was good. <laughs> it's real. It, it is. What? It is? Yes, they yeah. still work together. They made a Western called Shame about five years ago, uh, and oh. it was a Black & Decker production, and it was a Shane Black Western. It was glorious. There was like... Uh, the punchline of the whole show is he blows up the guy named Big Bill, and he's like, uh, hands, "Yeah, it's all it's, I'm seeing are like <laughs> weed whackers and power drills." I like Lee's reality better. I'm going with that. Yeah, do it with two Ks. It's uh, oh. it's the Monster Squad. It's uh, on the 14th of October at Brewies in Salt Lake City. Doors at 11:30. Uh, pods at noon, and the movie starts at one. Pay what you want. Do we know if Brubies is doing um, the Taylor Swift movie as I well? I have no idea. Because <laughs> that would be next door. That would be next door. Uh, anyway, so Monster Squad on the 14th. Join us uh, for that. Also, uh, our merch. We'll have our merch store up this week. Watch our social media. Facebook and Twitter and all that. We'll post the information about our merch store that is just opening with new and improved stuff and yeah prices and stuff. shirts and hats and Hooray. stuff. So, all right so all that's coming this week watch our social media all right uh let's see oh okay you remember uh donald glover was lando i do the, remember that woefully unappreciated han solo movie man i liked it i, um, did I loved it yeah but uh so we, you know, we thought Donald Glover perfect for Lando, right? And so they started working on a Lando TV series for Disney Plus. Hold it, we've changed our mind now. It's going to be a movie. Is that a good change or a bad um, change in your I opinion? I don't know. Hmm. Well, it's interesting because mm. if you mm. think about what happened with secret invasion secret invasion was supposed to be a movie and then turned into a dv show so do you think that disney overall has looked at like oh we saw what we did with secret invasion maybe it does make more sense to turn that to keep this as a movie rather than a tv show i like secret invasion <laughs> could be could be uh i mean that obi-wan tv show was also was, supposed to be a movie. But that which was great. I, I, I thought it worked that. great as a TV show. So I don't know about this one. I don't know I enough want, about maybe what they, they just, want to accomplish. On yeah, it. maybe they just decided there wasn't enough story for a miniseries and they need to do a movie. I, mm -hmm. I just, I, I would like it to be a series because I'm really enjoying the NPCs they have populating the expanded Star Wars TV series now. Because it's like, <laughs> I, want, I want shittos. <laughs> I want Carson Teva to show up and be like, oh, Lando, what do I do? I, I lost my X-Wing. <laughs> Boy, he that's, sure that's shows up a lot, want. doesn't he? Yeah. Is he the uh, <laughs> is he the guy that was on uh, Kim's convenience yes. store? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, showed awesome. up in a Get him in there more. I love him. He showed up in a and I'm like, wow, okay, just this guy again, no, he's, huh? He's literally he's the, he is the most either important NPC in the expanded <laughs> Star Wars post-universe, or he's the one that's always fucking around, so he's the one they can call. Could he, be. Yeah, he is the linchpin on which everything else turns. There's like we just other don't know characters in Star no. Wars, no, no, right? No, no, no. This guy. He's the man. Well, Does he have an action him... figure? He should. Carson, what's that guy's name? Carson? Yeah. Carson Teva. Carson Star Teva. Wars. Teva. I just Teva. loved TVA. Teva. 
in the last episode when like he the was shoes. He was told, uh, we're gonna go out and look for again on the water. We already did. We're gonna go out again. Okay. And then she's like that ship. and that leads me to believe that he really is like the guy that's usually screwing around because you know, because there's just okay. like at one point, she... 2023, San Diego exclusive, Carson Tava minibus. Right yeah. Minibus, $130. A pittance for something. Maybe you can't make so an action great. figure of a guy who just kind of sits around. I, I. Oh, well, hold on. There's one on eBay that's an action figure. Is it a custom? I, I don't know. <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> so at right, one you... point where Hera's like, oh, we need to get back in the ships again. And he's like, I don't want to. And the robot's like, well, dad was a Jedi. He's like, oh, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> he's the best. Um, I I don't want him to have his own show. I just want him to be in all the others. Yes. Hey, here's, what, here's what I noticed, though, on that episode. When he, mm. when he turned around and said, okay, and went toward his <laughs> ship. They still have those white. What are they? Those straps down around their legs? What are those That for? go through their butt that Obviously, looks like a child's life vest? <laughs> those are suspenders from a galaxy long ago and far uh, no, away. I don't understand. Every X-Wing uniform has those, and I yeah. don't know what they're for. They're, I, that's old paratrooper, for the... they're old paratrooper straps is what they came from, but I don't what know why they're there because the they're not wearing parachutes. Straps for <laughs> You're all wrong. Be really are the... careful with that search, Rebecca. Those are the tubes <laughs> for the waste recycle, the, the human waste recycle tubes. That's yeah. what those are. I mean, I, I'm not complaining about the episode. I just genuinely, as he walked away, I looked at those straps and went, you know, I've accepted those for many, many, many years. Oh, what do they do? 50. Can you we know. talk about how Mary Elizabeth Winstead like doesn't get to act if, uh, opposite anybody ever? Really, <laughs> just the uh, just the her son. That's it. And just her droid. son and Carson. But yeah. like <laughs> droid, best actor on the show. That's true. Yeah, but I feel like Mary Elizabeth Winstead just sits in four hours of makeup and prosthetics, goes to the volume, does some lines, and then she's done for the day. Look. Yeah. You know, maybe her husband is keeping her away from all this stuff. I don't know. Maybe it's a hostage situation. It could maybe be she's too pretty to be around other people. Mm. Could be. That's why. Okay. Twi'lek. Twi'leks okay. are the most desirable people in the Star Wars it's galaxy. It's true. Everyone so in they... Star Wars loves a good head tentacle. Well, that was close. All right. <laughs> I had a Lauren Boebert joke there, so. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I'm so sorry to make this about politics, but yesterday I'm sitting, I'm sitting on the couch and I turn to my husband and I say, can I read to you a sentence that you're not gonna believe is real? <laughs> and, and I say, Lauren Boebert, you know Lauren Boebert, caught on camera giving her boyfriend an over-the-pants hand job while at the musical Beetlejuice. And Andrew Did was you like, see are, the video? Yes. And uh -huh. Andrew's like, are you reading a Mad Libs? And I'm nope. like, no, this is a thing that has happened. It's real. So you go to, you go to, you go to Beetlejuice and get fired up? Imagine getting so hard hey, up gonna, over Beetlejuice. I'm not going to kink shame. Here's <laughs> here's the thing, and then we'll get back to Lando. Um, I remember a time when a presidential candidate enthusiastically screamed on a stage, and that tanked his whole campaign. I remember. I remember That's a it. time. I remember a campaign. time. I remember a time where a lady that was not married to a presidential candidate was photographed getting off of his boat, and that tanked his entire campaign. That too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, Lando uh, is going to be a movie, and uh, so Justin uh, Simeon, who did Haunted Mansion, he was tapped to develop the series, but he's gone now. Uh, Donald and Stephen Glover taking over writing duties. They're going to start working on it when the strike is over. But I found this in the archives, and I love this, because Donald Glover was talking about meeting Billy D, talking about playing Lando. <laughs> was his uh, experience of meeting Billy D like it was on Community when he met? Uh, <laughs> Here's uh, Barton. Burton. Here's yeah, what he Mark said: <laughs> More fries for Kunta. So, 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 Donald Glover says, "I was like, I've always felt like this character could do this, and he represents this, and I, I kind of feel like he comes from here, and it's very obvious that he has a lot of taste. So maybe he grew up seeing that from afar because." I'm like that. Maybe he saw it from other planets and was like, I want to be that. And that's when he, he, just, he says, he just let me ramble on and on. And then finally, Billy D looked at me and I said, so what do you think? And he goes, yeah, I don't know about all of that. Just be charming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Billy D. Williams just that, showed up to yep. set sometimes. <laughs> just, that is you know. classic Billy D. right there. Just what would you expect? Charming. What would you expect the real Lando Calrissian to say? That exactly that. Yeah, you're getting you're you're just overthinking this this acting thing. Just show up, be good looking, and yeah, just do show it. up and so, be hot uh, and charming. Hey, hey Billy it. D. I'm in the remake of the Bingo Long All Stars. What do I do? Uh, just be charming. Just be charming. Clearly. Uh, All right. Uh, Werewolf by Night. Lee, I know, loved this. Uh, I don't know. Rebecca also loved this. And Rebecca too. Mm -hmm. I think we yeah. all did. It's, I liked it's, it. It was good. It's terrific. Yeah. I'm. I'm afraid I do not like this news. I do. This was my only complaint about the show. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I okay, wanted it well, in color. What if, Lee, what if I told you that Michael Giacchino, Giacchino was like, yeah, we worked really hard on this version. That's that's what he says here. Okay. Uh, we spent a lot of time working on the color version. We wanted to pay homage to the incredible vibrant color in horror films like the yeah. ones that Hammer oh, made. Oh, Hammer oh, okay. Horror. See, that's... You know, uh, sorry, you just said my safe word. I know, exactly. Yeah. That's Hammer? why I brought it up. Horror? The, the the whole new look for Werewolf by Night, uh, he says. Uh, it'll debut oh, October 20th. October 20th on Disney+. Plus. It's part of the company's big Huluween and Hallow Stream events across Hulu and Disney+. Plus. So Hulu will be getting the black and white version of Werewolf by Night. Inferior where, okay. version. Where Disney+. No, I, Plus. Like, I love the black and white version because they had that ultimate Wizard of Oz moment with Elsa Bloodstone where she fulfills her destiny and everything's in color. Yeah, and like it's like it's a literal plot point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like, really, and really like love that. It sends off the show on a high note. Yeah. But on nah. the other hand, tell me that you're going to give it the hammer color treatment and you'll get another five views of this seminal masterpiece. Exactly. Of heroic monster comedy. Uh, the black and white is on Disney Plus now. The color version will arrive October 20th. Yeah, this is and one of my top ten things of 2022. Was it, it, it's night. really good, and th yeah. that way you can see Man Thing in color, and he's he's green. So good. He, I was gonna say he's pink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> giant pink. pink tentacles, cashing on that Barbie energy. You know, yeah. making pink. All right, um, the crazy wizard Alan Moore is back. Ah, I like yeah. this. Is, I like this news. This, this is neat. interesting news. Well, he's yeah. out promoting a new uh, project that he's got, which is uh, fantasy based, and he had a lot to say about that. But what led the story? He did an interview with the Telegraph in uh, London uh, on Wednesday, so you can go and read the whole thing if you'd like. Now, this is for those who don't know. 
uh, Alan Moore is the guy who created so many important properties. And he uh, hates all of them. And he hates all of them. Uh, he's the guy behind Watchmen, V for Vendetta, uh, Batman the Killing Joke. Fired uh, we, from Swamp Thing for a yeah. storyline that had Swamp Thing traveling back to visit Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, so, he did a really good uh, uh, couple of series. One's called Top Ten. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And Tom Strong, also really good. Tom Strong is really good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, here's here's what he had to say. Speaking to his own works, like Watchmen and V for Vendetta, both have been adapted to the screen. Uh, he has you know, long refused to have his name attached to the screen adaptations of his work and is frequently critical of the adaptations, uh, revealed that he stopped sharing royalties with the movie's writers. Uh, oh. he, he said, I no longer wish to even be shared with them. I don't really feel with the recent films that they have stood by what I assumed were their original principles. So I asked for DC Comics to send all of the money from any future TV series or films to Black Lives Matter. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. Uh, That's good. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so he's, he, you know, publicly retired from comics, but now he's back uh, with this... Uh, short story collection illuminations is what he's doing uh let's see here's here's something else that he called out at one point he called sin city creator frank miller's the dark knight a pretty sub-fascist vision adding <laughs> that is if you break it down like well that. <laughs> it is it is absolutely that yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He, sa he says the idea of one man perhaps on horseback who can sort out this mess that's a bit too birth of a nation for me <laughs> what does the horse which, have to do with which it? May have been Frank Miller's whole point, but yep. yeah, you know, yes, it, yeah, I think if, it was. If the patriarchy had more horses on it, I think it wouldn't be as bad. It's the symbology, Tony. It's the symbology. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I was like quoting it on the Barbie. record that I have not brought up Barbie once. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. I enjoyed um, it. Discussing the growth of adult fare in the comics industry, Moore addressed his own role in it, noting. I didn't mean my experiments with comics to be immediately taken up as something that the whole industry should do. When I was doing things like Watchmen, I was not saying that dark psychopathic characters are really cool, but that does seem to be the message that the industry took for the next 20 years. <laughs> Think about that. Stop it, Lee, stop No, keep it. zooming in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna also zoom in. He's scaring me now. Uh, he says the gentrification of comics, what happened post Watchmen, uh, but he believes that uh, fantasy has been shaped into the success by shows like Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. He says fantasy these days seems to have been boiled down to a kind of J.R.R. Tolkien, George R.R. Martin world of warriors and dragons, and for some reason, dwarves. The fantasy books that inspire me are things like Mervyn Peake's Gormenghast trilogy. Gormenghast is amazing. Which is, Ooh, which says is the actually, only guy who's read that book on this. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say. And I could count on you. I knew. Yeah. Uh, which is actually about the real world in some ways, the changing nature of British society. Fantasy has no restrictions whatsoever. So it's a bit lame to be constantly hitting the same note on the piano. Let's have fantastic visions that nobody has ever seen and lay off of people of restricted height for a change. <laughs> People of restricted height. He's, He's talking, talking about, about dwarves. Talking about dwarves. Oh, I thought he just meant short people in general. I was like, what? <laughs> well, he might also be saying that people of restricted height can't be heroes. Stupid Alan Moore. Yeah. Anyway, this is what happens when you let a wizard who runs his own like this guy runs Durmstrang Academy for dark wizards in Siberia. <laughs> you want to read a good dwarf hero book? Check out the Dwarves by 
Mark Hurwitz. Really good. Super good series. Really good. I oh. I one of the best dwarven protagonists oh, in a yeah. story. I I love his coming of yeah. I I paint his hero's journey those, is fantastic. I listen to that series of books while I paint dwarves for my Warhammer army. It's <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. All right, let's get into the business of show now. Um, <laughs> David Zaslov keeps talking, and that's a problem. <laughs> uh, here he is during a recent Goldman Sachs conference uh, saying he, he expressed a desire to expand upon WB's biggest franchises. Specifically, he thinks content such as DC, Lord of the Rings, have been underused. Uh, um, I mean, DC, no, but Lord of the Rings. Uh, what have we had? But since? He, like, he also thinks this about Harry Potter, and like, yeah, Harry Potter's over. Think so? No, my yeah. guy, you've got a there, whole theme park, two of them. I think. there's a there's so a ton, many Dumbledore movies. <laughs> there's a ton of unexplored content for the the Tolkien franchises, but maybe you know, mm -hmm. Rings Aren't of Power was so. Are they doing that on so Amazon or whatever? Yeah, and I I liked it, but sometimes I feel like I'm the only person in the world who did. I but liked it. I just didn't, didn't like didn't it enough to Benedict, finish it. Didn't oh. Benedict Cumberbatch crawl around on the ground for this? That was no. a hobbit. Yeah, and that one I didn't care for. It was okay. Uh, but he says uh, what what stands out from other studios is the great IP that we own. But for us, the challenge is we haven't done anything with Harry Potter for more than a decade. That's just done, vehemently untrue. Which is not true. <laughs> we haven't done anything with Lord of the Rings. Uh, also untrue. They Well... Or, no, I don't they don't. What movies so the are. only the only thing they've done with Lord of the Rings in the last decade, Warner Brothers, is video That's game right. stuff. That's right, because that was that was. Well, but um, but oh, everything else that's Hobbit Lord movies. of the Rings has been other other IP owners that own pieces of Lord of the Rings. Right. That's, that's what that's right. Been. Yeah. Uh, plus, we got that uh, anime prequel, War of the Rohirrim. How do you say Rohirrim. that? Rohirrim. Rohirrim. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, coming in people. 20 2024. Oh, centaurs. Uh, in the case of Harry Potter. Uh, Zaslav, what he's referring to is a film set around or after the timeline of the original yeah. movies, which distanced the three Fantastic Beast movies, the last of which, Secrets of Dumbledore, was in 2022. Uh, My man wants to make Cursed Child into a movie. I am willing to bet money oh, on it. For <laughs> sure. Uh, but anyway, you've got the TV adaptation of the original books, which are coming. Uh, which will run for 10 consecutive years, apparently. God. So I, wow. I don't think he knows what he has. I can't wait for 20 years from now when one of those kids gets to tell the story about how their parents ripped off all their money and they had yeah. full of Will Wheaton's. <laughs> just a I matter think, of time. I yeah. think what he's talking about is maybe I haven't done any things with RIP because he clearly hasn't been paying attention. Yeah. Well, and considering who we're talking about, his big idea is probably a reality show. Like, yeah, who wants to be a horse lord? This exactly. is the guy that used to be the Discovery uh, CEO, right? Yeah. And then he yeah. took control of everything when they merged. Mm -hmm. Is that right? L liter literally, this dude's empire is paved Reality. over from the Duggar family, right? Like, exactly. that's his basic oh. success story is making mm -hmm. these Christo-fascists millionaires <laughs> and that, allowing them to have a platform. That documentary yeah. about them, shiny happy people. Wild. He's, he's, he's mentioned several times in that documentary because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. he was the CEO in charge during that run. Also, um, David Zaslov thinks that uh, that you've been stealing from him. <laughs> well, I have been. He doesn't lock his door at night. <laughs> what am I stealing? According to a report uh, in the Hollywood Reporter, uh, it says uh, the massive box office success in Barbie, that's not enough. 
It's never enough. As a matter of fact, it's your fault that things are not going as well as they should. Yes, you, dear viewer, have had it too good for too long. I found this in io9. I thought it was amusing he said the way that? it was written. Oh. Uh, no, here's what he here's what they said. <laughs> I was like, that was the author of the article. What? Okay, uh, yeah, this this is on io9. This is their opinion, but I thought it put it beautifully because mm -hmm. uh, one of the top execs, company CFO Gunnar Wiedenfell, uh, told a crowd gathered at the Bank of America Securities meeting, communication and entertainment conference on Thursday that quote. For a decade in streaming, an enormously valuable amount of quality content has been given away well below fair market value. Oh, jeez. That's the process of it. Given it all, we, we you know. paid a monthly fee usually yeah. to watch it. That's the thing. Uh, fair market value is whatever the market will bear. And exactly. these are the prices the market has borne. Mm -hmm. Well, see, this <laughs> is their justification for raising their rates, you see. Well. Uh, this is this is why he's doing it. it. Says we've increased prices, especially internationally, where a lot of the uh, HBO Max launches were very, very much targeted at the maximum possible subscriber number, not necessarily the maximum possible economics from the launch. What? So that's their that's their really big techno talk of yeah. we launched some stuff in China and India. Yeah, oh. it's it's a whole thing anyway. Yeah, these I, are not these are not good people. Is what they're all perilously close to me pulling the plug on the services because I'm getting really fed up with all of their BS. It's uh, <laughs> I'm canceling Disney Plus. Well, of course, you uh, haven't what? enjoyed anything on that since Andor. Yeah, never. Um, but like they're raising their prices and for what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, especially true. considering they launched five years ago and it was nine bucks, and now it's close yeah. to twenty. Well, I I keep it on for for me. Well, I won't lie. For me, I keep it on, and for my nieces, you know, they share yeah. my account, and so well, the uh, thing that sucks. So, you want to support the artists and mm -hmm. the people that make this stuff, but most of that money ends up supporting the executives and just getting well, the crap like that. The death well, blow for me wasn't the shows so much as it was when they finally put the shows on Blu-ray, and they're charging fifty-four dollars for one season of anything. So, Lee, that is fair market value. No, because there are other shows that are just as good and just as popular that are twenty bucks less for a season, and I'm willing yeah. to pay thirty bucks for a season. What about show, inflation? But... Inflation, inflation, inflation. I, I I believe that that is a driving force in our economy right now. But if a series can go to Blu-ray the next year for thirty-five dollars, what makes eight episodes of Loki worth fifty-five? I think inflation is a word that rich people use to milk poor people for more money. I was just going to say that if you take the word inflation and replace it with the word greed in every context, Same thing. You know, it makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, now here's, and, and the strike is continuing, but uh, Marvel visual effects workers have unanimously voted yes to unionize. Nice. Bum, 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 bum. So that's good news. Uh, voting closed on Monday after International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees and Disney Marvel reached a stipulated election agreement. According to uh, the announcements, uh, there was a high turnout from the roughly 50 Marvel employees, which includes jobs such as VFX coordinators and data wranglers. Uh, the result was expected as a supermajority of these workers have already signed authorization cards indicating cool. they want to be unionized. Cool. Uh, roughly, Love roughly that eight, for them. Yeah, roughly 18 staffers that work in VFX at Disney are also voting on uni unionization, and that vote will be uh, running through October 2nd. So Did you we'll say that news. 18? Yeah. See, they... That seems the really low. They farm out a lot of this work. A lot and of it's those, ICs. 
and those oh, people aren't unionized. The contractors but, aren't unionized. But the oh, in-house okay. people will I be union. And those contractors should unionize. Yeah, Hell, for sure. everybody should unionize. Absolutely. Uh, and finally, this. Don't know how how the spooky time club will feel about this, but they're all uh, dead. <laughs> paranormal like a, paranormal fine. activity the stage play. Oh. Um This is the closest I could find to a picture of a stage. Yeah. You had me at first, <laughs> Carrie. You had me at first. <laughs> Listen, I love a stage play. Um, will Lauren Boebert be there? So does Lauren Boebert. I was gonna say. <laughs> if you're if you're lucky. Oh, if you yeah. imagine getting a rubby to if it plays that's, that would be the part of the play that's the scariest. Well, the camera, the spotlight also... would move to her and her husband. No, not her husband. Her boyfriend. boyfriend. Oh, Frank. Um, yeah because yeah. she and her husband divorced oh that's um, right i forgot but she was also vaping yeah during the oh, play how... she's so cool yeah guys she vapes oh, her she's she, she, she has her over official the pants statement, her official statement was she simply fell short of her values <laughs> okay right, can we use true. that every time we mess up is that a, is that i a thing? simply fell I'm short gonna, of my values i'm gonna yeah. start using that actually yeah so here's here's what i find scary in this picture Look, look at this horse painting. That's that's not good. You don't sleep that's on that. That's from Ikea. That's, that's terrible. Ikea all the, all this, this Ikea, this Ikea thing, this Ikea mm. lamp. This right here, that came out of a clown sleeve. Like, this is all just terrible. Well, and I, I wouldn't think sleep that, in that room. I think that, that also that picture up there is not the Mona Lisa. I think that's Krusty the Clown as Mona Lisa, isn't it? <laughs> anyway. So do you have any info about what more about this play? Yes, or just that I it do. Exists? Uh, Simon Friend, the veteran producer who, this is what this guy does, is he takes movies and makes plays out of them on Broadway. He did uh, Life of Pi. Oh. Uh, he also did, uh, <laughs> let's see, there's a bunch of them that he did. He did Da Vinci Code. He oh. did, <laughs> Translates he did, perfect. Yeah. He did The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Uh, but that's what this guy does, is he takes movies and oh, I can make that into a play. <laughs> is this a tiger or is this Par my id? Paranormal Activity <laughs> is one of my most favorite movies of all time. It is, the, it scary. messed me up. It yeah. messed me up. When really? I it, is, it is the reason that to this day, I cannot sleep without listening to a podcast or with a TV on. Oh, really? it didn't affect oh. me that much, but it did scare me. <laughs> yeah, it. Wow. to this day, I have wow. to have something playing when I go to sleep. I had no idea. It was a freaky movie when it came out. Holy smokes. Well, because right. the guy who made it, he the the whole inspiration behind it was the sounds your house makes. Like just oh. sounds of like the house settling and like pipes in the walls. And that like, makes sense. It, yeah. Well, then I have a show that you should not watch if that sort of thing freaks you out. It's well, called. No, not uh, if I have the TV on. It's called uh, Froggers. P H R O. With a, Froggers with a PH, oh. and it's about it's a whole series about people who live in your house that you don't know are living in your house, <laughs> like the boy. And the whole the call was coming from inside the house. People, like the people boy. under the stairs. Yeah, it's like you know uh, there was a guy in our attic and we didn't know, you know. <laughs> or that episode of Happy Endings. <laughs> yes, that's uh, that's great. Because it's just these people telling stories about how this guy was living in my closet or whatever, and I didn't know, and they they would hear what? things and see things. And you the know. bigger question is, why is it called frogging? That's the term that they've come up with for 
people that are hiding in your house that you don't know about. Lifehacker.com, your guide to living secretly in a stranger's home. Oh, good. They're telling us how to do it the easy way. Exactly. Cool. And then Google, what is the difference a... between frogging and squatting? <laughs> you just need to There's find like, a large that house lives that in only the house. two people live in in like Utah County. It's just, it, yeah, you hey, should watch what? it. It'll it'll give you nightmares, Rebecca. What? Frogging etymology, Google. Etymology. You can talk about bugs? It's me. I'm a frog. I'm frogging in your house. I'm frogging hey. in your house. Hey, Tony, it's me. Frogging. Uh, Ribbit. Uh, Ribbit. Uh, do you mind if I frog in your house? Hello. Okay, Come the act in, of an individual called a frog. Okay. That's I want to know the origin of the word. I don't know. right there. I don't know. Anyway, what did y'all consume this week? You can tell I watched a stupid show about people living in your house. Uh, who wants Bald to go for it? Baldur's Gate 3. That's oh, it. That's all you did all week? I think I watched, no, I watched Ahsoka. That was really good. Okay. And and then Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> I can't stop. It's so fun. Really? So you're uh, not in Starfield then? Okay. No, I, I no. decided I was going to hold off on Starfield because they announced an update this week that's going to include some tech that supports my graphics cards better. So I'm oh. going to wait till they patch it, and then I'll start on Starfield. Okay, because everybody I know is either Baldur's Gate yeah. or in Starfield. So I, I haven't talked to anybody all week long. <laughs> <laughs> Except Rebecca, we did the uh, space show show. We did Yay. talk about space show show. We did, we did. Uh, anything else? Uh, well, Tony's done, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's about, uh, I think that's all. I yeah, uh, so I, I watched a, a bunch of videos on how to play Warhammer 40k because I'm old and I don't retain red information very well anymore. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, thanks, Auspex Tactics. That was very nice of you to teach me how to play the game. Um, also, in honor of Drew Car Barrymore being a giant scab, I watched uh, <laughs> Drew Carrymore. Santa Clarita. Santa Clarita. No, diet, Drew Carey is, is a gem and wholeheartedly <laughs> supports everybody in the strike. He's paying yeah, yeah, for yeah. everybody's lunches. Yeah, and I, I tried to explain to a couple of my really, really, really fervent socialist friends that she can't help being a Barrymore. Uh, yeah, true. that's the is problem. That a like, thing? What's what's the thing behind that? Oh, she is. She's she a is, nepo baby. She's she a nepo a baby. Fourth, a long fourth generation yeah. Hollywood baby. So oh, that kid long is, line of Hollywood mm -hmm. people. That, that yeah. kid was born to be in movies and be part of showbiz mm -hmm. and to do what she's told by the studio system. Like that's just that's just how the Barrymores are. Lionel Barrymore was her grandfather, I think. And yes, like yeah. like that dude was Hollywood. Old Hollywood. For, yeah, yeah, I mean, he was one of the most famous people on the planet at one time. Yeah, so uh, pretty big deal. But Santa Clarita Diet, oddly enough, really funny show, and I forgot. Well, oh my god, it's so good. So, Stay yeah. for the Timothy Oliphant. He can do comedy. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, and he can. And she, it, it made her a little less Drew Barrymore. So that's true. Um, it was fun stuff, and I and I like that she has. We remember us old timers remember Wild Child Drew Barrymore. So uh, seeing her do funny, violent comedy is refreshing. But yes. Um, Wheel of Time, man, they're oh, okay. making me so happy Watch that. right now. And and it's because it's, I think they finally got away from, oh, we have to follow the books kind of bookishly to let's just do it, our own thing. Is it season two? Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Season two is very good so I, far. I also like it because my wife watches a show with my women wife. who can do amazing <laughs> magic and stuff like that, and she shakes and she gets so excited. So like Wheel of Time, Wheel of Time's that show for the first time in years where Rachel's like, hey, Wheel of Time out? I, 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 we need to watch the new episode. We need to. So she's super excited about that. And, and it's cool. 
and uh, and Ahsoka, which I'm I'm enjoying my Space Wizards. So uh, thank you, <laughs> Disney, for giving me pew pew Space Wizards. And uh, really, really, for folks who didn't watch Clone Wars, I think this last episode might have been a bit of a beating because it was a Clone Wars episode. I f- um, yeah. it really, it I really felt that is. way a little bit, I just yeah. but I still enjoyed show. it. I still enjoyed I it, but I was just show. like, this is a lot of inside baseball right here. <laughs> I don't want to have to but do homework to enjoy show. Well, well and that's, I will, yeah. I'll tell you what my wife tells me when I don't enjoy a show. And and these are words that at first they, they kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And now I realize that she's absolutely right. It, it's not for you. How dare you? No. It, it rubbed me the wrong way the first time. Oh, and then I was like, me. no, you're absolutely right. The League of Their Own Musical is not for me. I, I lo- <laughs> Believe me, I lost a friend. You don't have to do homework to watch the League of Their Own Musical. I lost a friend when he was when he was complaining about all the women in the Avengers movies and things, and I told him, "Hey, guess what? That moment wasn't for you." Yeah, yeah. And he, we stopped was, speaking. Yeah, that, that scene when, was so forced. The time travel <laughs> aspect of Avengers Endgame was extremely forced. Yeah. But we don't talk about that. What'd you say? No. Just, I mean, it goes back to something we say all the time: is let people like the thing that they like. And pull your microphone closer, Lee. Sorry, I was trying not to cough into it, Tony. Uh, much better. I felt that coming, but I couldn't stop talking. But I'm done now. <laughs> I have one thing real quick. I forgot. I did find this week the big Nailed It baking challenge. Nailed It is oh. back on Netflix. I love it so much. Chef, what's his name? Uh, Jacques Torres and Nicole Byer are just fantastic. The, uh, nailed It. It's back. The ultimate competition show is hitting netflix very soon it's something that i watched religiously in the 90s called takeshi's castle it was an obstacle course show that was just so ridiculous so imagine a competition endurance show where just regular salary people are trying to run obstacle courses designed by nintendo i'm in that sounds like a dream (laughs) i want to do an obstacle course like i love doing um um the dirty dash uh like that's always fun i love doing an obstacle course (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's this is this is good stuff. Uh, in the '90s, it was kind of horrifically overdubbed, so I hope they just do it in Japanese with uh, with subtitles. But they're also doing new episodes of Takeshi's well, Castle, so they I'm, should... I'm going to lose my mind with this because it's it's glorious. They it's should dub it like trash. they should dub it like they did the other show in the early aughts that uh, was Wipeout. You remember how they I, dubbed I Wipeout? I think that's the show I was just thinking of. Right, you are. Remember? Yeah. Yes. Remember Wipeout? <laughs> Wipeout was no. dubbed just fantastically. Let, let, let's just thing. say in the 90s, they weren't so concerned about doing some kind of stereotypically. Oh, I see accents. what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. I am once again asking people to go to YouTube and watch the short directed by Michael Giacchino called Monster Challenge, starring Patton Oswalt and Ben Schwartz. Nice. Okay. Uh, what did you consume, uh, Rebecca? Well, my husband was out of town, so I watched a lot of stuff. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I know that feeling, yes. I caught up on The Great Season 3. Show that Rebecca and I both watch, yes. An astounding show, firing on all cylinders from start to finish. Every episode had me absolutely engaged. Um, just a fun, like, the thing about The Great is I finished season, because it's based on a play, and I am a sucker for stuff that's based on plays. And it was written by the same guy who wrote the play. And, and I, love, I love that stuff so much. And so <laughs> season... 
season one ended so much, Tony. So season one ended and I was like, phenomenal. No notes. Show could end here. And then season two came back and I was like, all right, season two. Astounding. Wow. What a show. Ends. I was like, okay, cool. Show could end here and I'd be happy. Season three comes back and I'm like, you know what? Let's ride or die, baby. And uh, then now the show is canceled. But um, wow, just. Uh, I was satisfied with the way it ended. I was too. Did I was it wrap too. things up like they knew they were going to not have another season or did it? I kind of got the feeling that, that they did. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Especially with that musical number. Yeah. Oh, the, I, if you, if you like anachronistic, uh, shows, I don't know what that one, means. It, it's like, you know what? <laughs> Sophia Coppola's Marie Antoinette. No. no. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I really. We really tried that show, but there's a couple of dead dogs in the first season, and I couldn't get yeah. past that. Yeah, I, it's a little that, brutal. It's like, a little brutal. I, I, I'll just, that'll stop a show for me. It's oh, I gotta it's look a, up Yeah, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> get a dictionary, Tony. Do your own no. research. No, I gotta, I, gotta ask a, I gotta ask a question, Rebecca, because you're, yeah. you're obviously familiar with the source material. <laughs> You know, yes, history. I know that. <laughs> I know, uh, not really, though. Well, that was my question. Is um, did... Also, my other problem with The Great is that it's not historically accurate. Well, obviously. Well, that's the tagline of the show is an occasionally yeah. true story. Yeah. yeah. So my question was about Peter. Did that really happen to him? That was my uh, question. I don't know. My friend, um, my friend, who's also a former intern, she's reading a book right now about... Uh, Catherine, Catherine the, Great. the Great. So yeah. I'll have her report back to me. Because there's the, a great ABC miniseries in 1989 about Catherine the Great that was also you know, historically wildly inaccurate. Oh, <laughs> but the, the fun uh, thing. Uh, oh, Andrew Andrew Keel in the chat has a great example. A Knight's yes. Tale. That's a great example just, of an anachronistic. Hey, that I, actually looked, I looked up the word and actually found a word definition. It's one you use. It's like in a period piece, but they talk like they're from our time That's it's modern modern aspects told yeah. in a period mm -hmm. piece yeah um but, but uh the other thing about the great is nicholas holt turned down a ton of like big hollywood opportunities because this show was his and l fanning's baby and they loved working on it so much that he turned down like he turned down auditions for top gun i think tom cruise was like please let me make you a movie star and nicholas holt was like i'm working on this oh. show right now don't worry james gunn's gonna make him a movie star who is he playing in a James Gunn movie? It's just a rumor. It's just a rumor. Because if there's one thing Nicholas oh, Holt can oh, do, he can the, play he a weird little guy. He might be Soups. Is that what it is? I mean, he might no. be Superman. Superman's no? been cast. Oh, no, that's Superman's right. Superman's been cast. Yeah, and that's why everybody everybody on Twitter that week was like, man, Nicholas Holt is really getting the shaft because he would make a great Clark Kent. I think but, so. Um, Maybe another... Lex Luthor? Hmm. He'd make a better mm -hmm. Hal Jordan. Oh. Lee, Ooh. you're speaking my language, Ooh. sir. I know I am. Ooh, all right. Um, say that another, slower and lower. What else Another season watch? three that I caught up on, the other two, um, also oh, yes. on HBO Max. Um, the other two, I wish, wow, just another show that does, it does what it does so well. It It's completely satirical, and yet the character arcs and... Um, like character studies within this show are like the the other two. It makes me laugh. It makes me cry. It makes me angry. Um, and it really turns a mirror on Hollywood as we know it. And mm -hmm. just really interesting that the story about the showrunners came out. Um, yeah, because we talked about it a while ago. But the showrunners were 
accused of being, you know, those bad types of showrunners who are like overworking their staff and yelling and belittling their staff. Mm. And when you finish the other two, um, it, it's it's more of an autobiography than it is like a satirical production. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. uh, they're just uh, really great. Yeah, they're toxic people, but amusing they, to watch. They're toxic, yeah, just <laughs> bad people. Um, Pug from She-Hulk, if you liked him in She-Hulk, he plays the world's most perfect himbo in the other two. Which he's one was special, Pug? He, he's he's a, so good in it. He, he mm -hmm. specializes in that role because- was gonna, Oh, was he the himbo in She-Hulk as well? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Because so he's, he also, the, he's the one guy's roommate that in this show, in the other two? No, he's he's no, dating the one season girl. One. Okay, yeah. he's also in a show that Dennis Leary did some years ago called Rescue Me about firefighters, and he plays the same kind of character. <laughs> it's like this is what he does better than. Is anyone. he really in Rescue Me? Yeah, oh, he's terrific in Rescue Me. Yeah. I I've been he thinking about rewatching that show. Yeah, because I, I was like, that's a long time. It's an old show. I, uh, we can't watch that it. show. My wife gets too fired up over Dennis Leary. <laughs> fired up i see what you know that was there. that was actually his uh his no cure for was it no cure for cancer no cure for smoke one of his one of his stand-up bits that was her 15 minute monologue she would do when she auditioned for shows was a dennis Leary bit oh really and that's oh. when i said marry me <laughs> <laughs> anything uh, else rebecca yes i watched um indie movie theater camp it's on hulu now and how was that i've been thinking about it, watching that was extremely cute um my husband also he went to college for theater and blah blah so we're both theater people he wasn't quite sure what to make of it i thought it was extremely cute um it takes the form of kind of like a faux documentary um except without the confessionals um but it's about this theater camp and the woman who runs the theater camp um has a seizure and so the camp that summer has to be run by her son who is just a total jock and knows nothing about theater nice. um <clears throat> but yeah it and the magic of theater is he is converted and understands that these kids are just looking for a place to be themselves and i highly recommend it it's extremely cute you know i was definitely crying at the end and um <laughs> what's that playing on hulu hulu okay because rachel really wants to watch it so it's yeah. extremely cute. Highly recommend. And Rachel it. was a theater kid, so she'll enjoy it. Well, she was in the actors' training program at the U. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else? <clears throat> That's all. That's it. Okay. Uh, my list is is pretty short, other than the frogging show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, uh, uh, Reservation Dogs. Uh, Reservation Dogs oh, final yeah. season continues nice. to be terrific. It's great. Um, Lower Decks continues to be terrific. Yeah, is that Lower back? Deck. Yes, Moopsie. Season four. Moopsie. Oh, I'm the he worst. drinks bones. Oh, oh. You're going to love Moopsie. <laughs> Lee, I was going to ask if Rachel would crochet me a Moopsie. Well, we'll have to. She, she after um, after uh, the, the last season of Strange New World, she's she's all in on uh, Lower Decks. Well, so. Lower Decks, this, this episode, this current episode, uh, references uh, uh, one of the worst Deep Space Nine episodes. Uh, Alan Morang. The hopscotch yeah. episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh the hopscotch uh, Here's a yeah. critical thing. We have to get away from these aliens by playing space hopscotch. <laughs> what? I don't think so, I remember that episode. Yeah, it's, it's, it, in, it's, it's first season. It's not good. Yeah. The, the old the old 80s and 90s tracks, like you, 
you get through those first couple seasons where they're just like, oh, here's a great idea. Um, <laughs> it's a planet of uh, space people who happen to be um, darker skinned and they all wear feathers and the women are a warrior culture and Riker has to fight them all in a jungle gym. It'll be great. Mm -hmm. I recognize those plots. Yep. Yeah, yeah. that's a real episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, Ahsoka, uh, I'm sorry, Rebecca. I thought that this episode was terrific. Um, that's everything about it i just loved um i was happy to see it hayden actually being able to be directed by somebody who can direct an actor yeah and that well he was nice. like he was more than happy to be anakin in the animated shows he was just never asked right there was there was well it was toxic at the time the fan culture didn't want him playing anakin anymore. exactly yeah, they, they, yeah. Little kids uh, that watched it, they didn't care because they don't, you know, they don't know bad line delivery. But George Lucas was all about harder, faster, do it again, not, yeah. hey, let's put some emotion and nuance into this. Let's yeah. real, real quick, spoilers for this episode of Ahsoka. Sorry, fast forward a minute or two if, if you want, or plug your ears. The uh, flashback sequences with young Ahsoka. So the aging well on Rosario Dawson cool. was amazing. Um, big it's, ups it's, to the big ups to the girl playing young Ahsoka because she played young Zoe Saldana in Endgame. Mm -hmm. Exactly, um, young Ahsoka in this, and she's mm -hmm. in the Barbie movie. She yep. is one of the best Rebecca, working actors out there. Did you go on episode without talking about Barbie? <laughs> Jeez, Rebecca. <laughs> hey, to, listen, everybody who complains. I'm the one who brings up Barbie, okay? <laughs> I was... Highest grossing movie of the year. I don't know exactly. what you want me to it, talk it about. Is, <laughs> it is news, right? It, it is, is news. It's, it is. If it had come out and flopped, then that'd be a whole other but, story. But it was but, a good uh, movie that made a ton of money. But there are some moments in that Ahsoka episode where I was just so happy to see yeah. a certain character appear. Even if just for a few seconds, I was thrilled. Carson oh. Tiva. <laughs> no, my, my, yes. my, yes. my boy, my boy was in the episode for one second. He had one line and he said, I'll take care of it. And, and I was like, I, I still don't even know if it was Tamara Morrison voicing him or not, but like my favorite character. It was. And my see, favorite I'm not character from, well, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. There's so much good stuff in there. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, a show that I'm <laughs> recommending to people. Um, it's not genre, but it's on Hulu. Uninterested. Other, uh, I, you, you might like this one, actually. It's The Other Black Girl. That keeps uh, popping up what is in this? my recommendations. It's really good. Uh, it's, it's about a publishing house in New York. And there's a, a girl there who's, uh, who's an, uh, an assistant editor. And, and uh, she's the only uh, uh, person of color at the place. Well, then they hire another one, another black oh. girl. That's the other black girl, but there's something mysterious about her. Is it is it a comedy? It's a comedy. It's a horror. It's a little bit of everything. Oh, I like that action. It's, okay. It's really cool. Uh, I, I'm really, really, I'm quite entrenched in it. I'm five, five episodes in and I'm just, I'm loving every moment of it. Uh, How the, long are these episodes? Uh, they're about, uh, depending, a half hour, 40 minutes. Okay, because that's the only reason I was able, I got through the other two in like a day. And I started um, Starstruck season two. Starstruck mm -hmm. is another show on HBO. Um, the first one came out in like 2021, I think. And it's about mm -hmm. an Australian woman living in London. And she has a one night stand with a mega movie star. And she doesn't know he's a mega movie star until like the next day. Um, but season two is on HBO right now. And season three is dropping on September 28th. And that oh. is like six episodes, 20 minutes long each. And perfect. Tear right through them. There you go. It's got uh, Brian Baumgartner in it. I'm in. He's the guy that plays Kevin on The Office. Also, oh, uh, oh yeah, he's he's the he's their biggest author. 
and, and so he's, he's full of himself and everything exactly excellent he's, oh boy he's he's playing the opposite of kevin from the office he's overconfident <laughs> awesome nice uh and very funny anyway um uh, watch that also uh making of guardians of the galaxy dropped on disney plus which was very interesting to see I have to watch uh, it. always always uh, enjoy those shows and then finally uh tony i'm terrified <laughs> pull that tab pull that tab no i'm <laughs> terrified it. of getting this thing started tony <laughs> gave me a tamagotchi r2d2 tamagotchi and i'm reading the instructions about what i have to do gotta feed them and and i kept saying this is why i didn't have kids man i <laughs> i knew this would be like uh of the blessing and the curse <laughs> so i was gonna start it today but i'm like no i can't i'm terrified it's just another thing to take care of just do it carrie exactly. my, do it my oldest kid will not house set for us because their tamagotchi died like 10 days in and they're like no i i can't be trusted it's like it was a video game and you were three you're okay watch the damn dog exactly get, get your magnifying way, like, i can't I can't play like Stardew Valley or anything because like that's work. I nope. do I I do work outside. Agreed. In, in the real life, well, I don't need to do more Carrie, work in a fictional setting. Get There's... your reading glasses so you can read the screen on that thing. And... I will have to. It's tiny. <laughs> it's tiny. But here's the thing: is that you have to constantly. He could catch on fire. It says <sighs> you gotta put him out. Just like children. Just. Like... <laughs> yep. Those are like kids children. always catching on fire. Yep. Yep. <laughs> It's the name of the episode, by the way, Just Like Children. Just Like Children. <laughs> you know, Tony, I'm glad to hear you're back to Baldur's Gate 3 because I, oh, I had man. the same thing happen. I, I played Starfield for about 12 hours, and then I realized that the only thing that my other space game doesn't do that Starfield does is missions. Uh, but see, my, other, my other space game does everything that Starfield doesn't do. I'm all in on Starfield once it's patched and in a position I, well, I want to play. That's kind of like Bethesda's mantra, right? Is yeah. don't play it until it's patched mm -hmm. up. Right. But, uh, man, Baldur's Gate, mm, I'm, I think Just I'm 60, land 60 hours in. Really? And I'm only partway through Act 2. Oh, I got arrested in the goblin so camp for stealing a loot, and then I found out that I was right go. next to <laughs> yeah, I didn't know I could get arrested by goblins. The stupid yeah. guy, they're like, you stole our loot. Go to jail. Then you oh. have to pull the guy that tried to escape the prison out from he under the wall. Gooey. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, don't forget, uh, on uh, Saturday, Fan X, 5 p.m., second floor, room 255B. We will be there. Uh, and if you are in the neighborhood, join us. Uh, also, uh, oh, I have it on good authority. Jay Whitaker will be there as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He told me he would be ba, there. Ba, ba, ba. So, exactly. The highest uh, Jay Whitaker authority has let you know Jay Whitaker himself. <laughs> <laughs> I have it on authority. I, I hate to tell you this, but he said he was going to be here today, too. Hey, yeah, Lee, sorry. Gonna, Karen, don't ruin this. Hey, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be a Jay Whitaker skeptic or anything, but... <laughs> Have you ever seen Jay Whitaker in the same room as Jay Whitaker? I these are questions I ask myself every time. Well, Aquaman summoning a school of goldfish to rescue Jay Whitaker. <laughs> he would be so happy if a school of goldfish rescued him from something. Oh, now I want to write a comic about Jay Whitaker getting rescued by goldfish. Do it. I'm uh, all right. Anyway, we're off to uh, our uh, private party now. It's after party. After party. Geekshowgotthiscovered.com is the link to our Patreon. That's where you can go and support the show. And uh, we do a secret show after this show. 
<laughs> so <laughs> secret. We tell everybody secret. about it. Exactly. So uh, join us. Uh, live long and prosper, bitches. Bye. Well, bye. <laughs>